0: Hey guys, I am super excited about the conversation that I have to share with you today. I am talking to my friend, Sabrina Gebhardt. Sabrina is a lifestyle photographer in Fort Worth, Texas, and she is also uh, a course creator and instructor for other photographers. And our paths crossed several months ago now because specifically we are sort of doing similar things with our businesses. So, you know, we've both been in business for about the same amount of time, like 10, 11 years. and, And we are both sort of in the position of teaching other photographers. So we are actually in an accountability group together where we meet once a week and we talk about what we're working on and help each other out and sort of bounce ideas off of each other. And it's, you know, it's been a super valuable experience all the way around. And getting to know Sabrina, I was like, you need to come on my podcast because she has just got so much great actionable information and insight about running a business. So she and I are going to be talking about a whole bunch of things, but specifically, she is going to be talking a little bit about being the CEO of your business. I know we all kind of think of our businesses as these art-based businesses that don't really require a chief executive officer, (laughs) but Sabrina's got some pretty interesting things to say about that, so I hope you will stick around. I also, before I just hit the play button and let you listen to that conversation, I, I wanted to remind you that if you are listening to this the week it drops, this is the very last week to sign up for a ticket to the Family Narrative 2021, which is our very first virtual conference. And ticket sales will close Friday night. And then the conference itself starts next Monday, February 8th, and runs through February 12th. We have got 13 keynote speakers. We're doing live small group chats. There will be live Q&As. There are tons of great resources that are coming out. And I am teaching a class on email marketing that I have just finished recording and creating the PDFs for. And guys, it's really, really good. I'm really excited about it. So if you like my teaching style and you are curious about upping your email marketing game, that class is going to be a real winner for you. But It's just one of 13. (laughs) So if you're interested, check out all of it at thefamilynarrative.com. We've got information about all of our amazing teachers, and you can go ahead and purchase a ticket there through the end of this week. And with that, I am going to let you listen in to my conversation with Sabrina. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Hey, Sabrina, how are you today? I'm so good. Hello, Hi. hello. <laughs> I am um, so excited to have you on the podcast, but like, I feel like we're old Zoom friends now. We chat I know, this is time. like old news at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bother to get dressed up. You're seeing me in my sweats. Yeah, I did a little intro of you before we actually hit the record button here, but I, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. And what we are talking about today, I know is going to be, Hugely valuable for so many people. I get, you know, among my students and then also just in the community at large, I have a lot of people who struggle with sort of that balance of running a business that they love, but also one that is profitable and organized and all those kinds of things. And I feel like that is your special sauce. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) You've got lots of good stuff to share today. So before I get ahead of myself, why don't you jump in and tell us a little bit about you and where you are and all that good stuff.
1: Okay. I am a lifestyle photographer of 10 years this month. So I just hit that big anniversary. (laughs) I am in Fort Worth, Texas, and I've got three kids of very big (laughs) age differences. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I literally have three kids in three different schools and it's really fun. I've got two dogs who are little twins from the same litter. So we thought it would be a good idea to get you know, puppy twins at the same time, (laughs) which is also hilarious. So, but I focus on newborns and families and I do almost all of my stuff indoors in home or in a natural light studio. And for the past five years I've been teaching and I love it so much. It just lights me up to see all the light bulbs go off and people to figure out how to get to the next step in their business,
0: or maybe just how to start their business off. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at today. Excellent. I know. And I feel like you do such a great job with that balance of teaching and photography. You know, one of the things with that, the the family narrative has taught me as over the course of years, we have selected instructors and invited people to come in is that a great photographer and a great teacher are not necessarily the same person, right? right? And so when you can find that unique blend um, of both. It's such a win. And yeah, so that is as such a, it's a great combination of talents to have. Okay. So, and your history with teaching is not, you've done a lot of mentorship mm-hmm. and group mentoring. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah.
1: So it's funny. I know we're going to get into mindset in a little while, but I was, I was very hesitant to teach for a long time. I had people literally like sending me messages, sending me emails. Do you offer mentoring? And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not qualified. And then Mm -hmm. finally I was like, you know what? I am qualified. (laughs) And so I just kind of took off and it started with one-on-one mentoring and people will come and spend two days with me and we will talk all of the shop, whether it be business shooting, editing, and then we'll shoot a session together. And it's really, really fun. And then that kind of expanded into like mini mentorships, which is online. Mm -hmm. And if you just have a few questions or just some really easy pinpoint things that we can go over together. But then last year in the joy of 2020, (laughs) I came up with a mastermind. And it ended up being this 12 weeks that I would spend with a group of 10 to 12 women. And we would spend one week at a time on specific topics to really like slow down the learning process so that it could be more intentional. Because a lot of times with a mentorship or a workshop or a conference, you come home super on fire, but with this like exploded list of so many things to tackle, yeah, that a lot of people freeze, you yeah. know they might get a couple of items off the list and then they're just so overwhelmed that they freeze mm-hmm. and so the mastermind was built to kind of kind of be a buffer to that, you know like I'm gonna teach you all of those same things, but we're gonna do it one step at a time, yeah and that was really great and i ended up doing two runs of that so that took up half the year last year which was really really fun yeah and from that this year i just launched my new course the organized photographer and that took the heart of my mastermind and repackaged it mm-hmm. into a 7 week course that a lot of people can take it one time and that just kicked off last week and it's going really, really good.
0: Yay. And that really was sort of how you and I got um, to know one another was as co-course creators. So for those of you who are listening, Sabrina and I are in an accountability group together with two other photographers who are also course creators. And so we are kind of It's been amazing. And you were the one of that group prior to getting, you know, meeting up that I didn't really know as well, but it has been, that has been such a great thing in my life to sort of keep me anchored because finding a group of people who are sort of on the same path as you and in the same place as you, it's just so helpful. It's like for me, when I was a new mom and having other new mom friends was I don't know how you would get through that period of time without that, like needing to just deep dive on these topics that would be boring to all other people. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Let's talk about, you know, how are you recording this or whatever? I mean, (laughs) you know, there's like the nuts and bolts of it that, that you need that support for. So anyway, it's been such a, such a great boon in my own business for sure. And just in my like headspace.
1: Yeah. I mean, having accountability and having community is so huge. Yeah. And I feel like especially newer photographers, they see people having community, but they don't know how to get it. They're nervous. They don't feel like they can ask the questions or put themselves out there. And a lot of that's like the imposter syndrome stuff. But man, I can tell you that in different points in my career and different photographer friends, it it is such it's huge. It's huge to be able to ask the silly questions, the crazy questions, to be able to bounce ideas off of each other, to have that support. And so in my mastermind and in my new course, like a huge focus for me is actually creating community within the students because they are all on the same path. And I want them to walk away with like real life internet friends, you know, and from my mastermind specifically, because that's over it, I I mean, so many of them are like little business besties now. And I see them tagging each other on, you know, and participating with one another. And it's so good to see that they have those connections
0: that will continue to inspire them and push them in their career. I am, you know, it's funny. I think most people get the sense from me that I am an extrovert. And I always sort of considered myself to be that way. But the more I learn about, you know, extroversion and introversion, I think that I'm more like one of these Middle of the road people, me too. But something that's really hard for me if you come up to me and you start talking, I'll talk all day long, like I have Mm -hmm. lots of energy for that. But if I walk into a room full of people and I don't have some sort of automatic in, I have a really hard time inserting myself or like walking up to somebody and striking up a conversation. Oh, me too. And so I really identify with the people who, you know, are new photographers or even have been established, but don't really have that community. And then they look around and they're like, well, how am I supposed to find an yep. accountability group? Right. And, and, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, that's not really what we're here to talk about today. And I, <laughs> I don't have any clear cut answers, but I do think that it is, you know, when I joined the accountability group that you're, that we are now in. I was the last one and I invited myself. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, you have an accountability group with people How do who I are get in that courses? Um, <laughs> can I join? <laughs> and, and that was hard. You know, that was a little yeah. bit, I felt yeah. like you've heard lots of like, if you don't want me, it's totally fine. Blah, 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 <laughs> Yeah. But thankfully. Well, and yeah. it's so funny because
1: when she told us that she, that you were interested, we were both like, well, she's way above us. Like, are you sure she wants to be in this group? I feel like this is going to be a lose lose for her. And we're going to be asking her all the questions and she's gone before us because you are the advanced one in our group. You're the one that's gone the path ahead of us. So. Right. By
0: one year. And now I feel like <laughs> that's, that's huge though. The gap is one open. year is, you know, it is, it is it huge. Is. But I, and as I have told you guys a hundred times, like, I just wish that I had somehow gotten into this same group a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Like it has yeah. really been perfect. And it is, it's so valuable to have those things. But but let's talk, just, I want to back up a little bit. You were talking about when you start, people were asking you to do mentoring and you had that imposter syndrome. And mm-hmm. I feel that 100% because mm-hmm. we work in this weird industry where there is no certification. You don't have to like go, to school to become a photographer or anything else. All you have to do is literally like put up a website and be like, hi, I'm a photographer. You don't even have to do that. You can put up an Instagram page and that you're a photographer. And so, you know, obviously that leads to a bunch of kind of, you know, people who aren't serious about what they're doing, but when you are someone who's serious, it can also, lead to this sense of like, well, am I serious? Can any, will anyone else take me seriously? Will they pay me this amount of money? Like, how does that all work? And I feel like that same imposter syndrome. I mean, you have a very long and significant history background in business. And Mm -hmm. so the fact that you had that sense would then translate into like, if you had that anyway, right. Right. So talk a little bit more about that and about how, like when that started to change for you and how you shifted from feeling Mm -hmm. that imposter syndrome in your photography business. Hang on guys. I have a quick message for you. Did you know that this can't be that hard? Isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join The Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, you can search for and subscribe to The Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit com slash club to sign up.
1: Yeah, so my story is like so many other female family photographer stories, right? Like right. I've always loved the camera. And when my first child was born, I started taking photos. It's literally the same story. Yep. So like thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> of us have the same story. Right. And, you know, I realized I enjoyed it. And then friends started asking me. And then, you know, one day, literally, I remember being like, I think I'm going to start a business and start charging people. And my yep. husband's like, timeout, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> you have a newborn and a three-year-old, like, are you kidding me? And I did exactly what you just said back then. Instagram was not the thing that it is now, right. but I created a Facebook page yep. and I slapped together a blog website and my doors were open. I sent out a mass email to all of our friends And I do come from a very robust business background Mm -hmm. and I have a master's degree and you would think that I would have stepped into business with the intention and the structure and everything, but I didn't. And I Mm -hmm. think that it is because photography is creative and it pulls from that other side of our brain and there's passion that drives it. And so many of us start because we just like to take pictures. And quite frankly, we're like, I wanna take pictures of some people other than my kids, (laughs) you know? And when people start paying you $50 or a hundred dollars, you're like, oh my gosh, I made a hundred bucks taking photos. This is the greatest. You don't think about where you're going. You're just riding the wave. You're like, this is amazing. But what happens is, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a lot of friends asking you and to start getting busy, before you know it, like your business takes off and it's like dragging you along. Right. And that's totally what happened to me. And that's what happens to so many people. And it took me like two and a half years of just being dragged along and shooting way too much and undercharging Mm -hmm. before I took a step back and I was like, time out, like what is actually happening here? Yeah, And this thing has turned into something that i don't know if i can manage anymore and i had to stop and remember like i know how to run a business i know how to set goals and deal with financials and i know how to market and plan. i mean like that is my wheelhouse and i wasn't doing any of it right you know and so it was just taking a step back and thinking okay if I want to do this for the long haul, if I want to be one of these women that, that have been in business for 15 plus years and who are still thriving and relevant and all of that, like I've got to put some plans in place. And at that point I was like, Oh, that's right. I do know what I'm doing. Let me put my business hat on and stop and, and kind of back up a little bit. And that moment when I decided I'm going to start taking charge of my business and mm. I'm also going to stop trying to be super scrappy and do everything myself yeah, and actually put my money where my mouth was and invest in a mentor and invest in things that I was just trying to get by without. Yeah. Everything changed. Yeah. Like, everything changed. My business that I thought was going well exploded and it exploded in an intentional direction, like with yeah. things I wanted to be doing. I mean, It was scary, but everything changed at that point.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I remember, you know, there's that phrase, it takes money to make money. And when I started out in photography, I very much like we were, this was back when I was still married and our, you know, combined income with my nurse's salary, it was it was just enough. Like we were barely yeah. able to save money and all that sort of thing. So everything I looked at photography as like, I have to bootstrap this. If I want to make yeah. it work, I have to make it work within its own budget. Like right. if I make a hundred dollars from a session, then I can take that hundred dollars and reinvest it while yeah. I'm still working as a nurse. And so there right. was a year and a half of overlap where I was trying to do both. And of course, when you're doing that, you're spinning your wheels. You're like, yeah. you are working. I liken it to, um, riding a bike in first gear where you're like, you're pedaling so hard and like you're working, 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 and you're going such a short distance for all that work. Yes. But at least you're moving, right. It gets the, it gets the ball right. rolling and right. then to try, but it when you're doing it all yourself and you're trying to figure it out and it, you came from a business background, like I didn't even have a business background. Right. I had this medical background and my right. undergraduate degree was in anthropology. Like I had nothing, no yeah. help at all. <laughs> right. So, you know, it did, it felt like it really was like gears grinding in my head, trying to go from that first gear to higher gear. So tell me a little bit about some of the things that you experienced or some of the things that you see other people doing that are holding them back from kind of moving into that next phase.
1: Yeah. So what I teach my students and I talk about on Instagram, I mean, I talk about this, I feel like all the time Mm -hmm. is you have to act like the CEO of your business. And that is a huge mindset, especially for, for true creatives, for people who have no business background, who really do love the art and the making of the pictures, right? They, the capturing of the emotions and that the true creatives, that is a big deal to them because being a CEO removes emotion, Mm -hmm. like CEOs make decisions based on facts. Mm -hmm. What is working? What is not working? What is profitable? What is not profitable? Like CEOs make factual decisions. There's no, there's no passion and emotion there. So you almost have to like step out of yourself and say, okay, I'm going to today, I'm going to look at my business in black and white, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to analyze it in multiple different ways. And I'm going to emotion aside, like I'm not going there. I'm just making some factual decisions. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge, a huge shift for a lot of photographers. And that can look like reviewing your financials. I mean, it is shocking how many photographers don't do that. It's shocking.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, (laughs) so many and so many at all stages of business, like five, six, seven years in, and you'll say, so what's your, what is your profit margin? And they just sort of deer in the headlights. Right. I mean, they know, they know, that they're supposed to know that everybody knows that, right? <laughs> but it is, it's a big, cause that's one of the first parts of my course that I teach is like, okay, we're going to go through all your numbers. Yeah. And it's a, it's a big, it
1: thing is. And
0: people. you know, I mean, and that
1: can go all the way down to like how they set their prices. Like yeah. so many people just pull a number out of a hat because their competitor down the street you know, charges that much. So they're supposed to charge that too. And, but what it comes down to is we all have different business expenses, like your childcare and my childcare is not the same Mm -hmm. and your mileage and my mileage is not the same. And the products you offer and the products I offer, like your prices need to be set on the cost of doing business for you. And that can look different for everybody. And so knowing your numbers and looking back at how well did you do last year? Like really, how well did you do? Like, mm-hmm. tell me how much money you took home in the bank. Tell me how many of this kind of session you sought, how many, this kind of session you shot, you know, and it's not just even the financials, but yeah. which kind of sessions were the most popular? Which did you shoot the most of? Which, which kind of sessions did you get requests for, but you haven't quite started to do yet? Mm-hmm. Which sessions did you stop shooting this year? Cause the inquiries went away. Like right. just really knowing what is driving your business is so important. But then I also tell people that, you know, I just said that like being a CEO takes emotion out of things. But Mm -hmm. one caveat to that statement is I really encourage students to, when they're starting to plan for a year, which I know we're, you know, already into February, but is to look back at how last year or even last quarter or last, you know, anything, how it felt Mm -hmm. So looking like week to week at your calendar, how did you feel? Were you overwhelmed? Were you on, on fire creatively? Were you, um, annoyed at yourself for taking on these session types that you don't really love? Mm -hmm. Like, what did it feel like? Because at the end of the day, you're the CEO. And if you're feeling negative stuff, you get to change. You get to make changes so that you don't feel that way anymore.
0: Yeah. That was a big turning point. I think for me was realizing that, that, that if I looked at business as its own creative endeavor, Mm -hmm. like, I don't like this. How can I, how can I do it differently? Right. Maybe the, maybe the, um, solution is out there somewhere. Maybe somebody else is doing it or maybe not. Maybe I need to come up with a way, you know, I feel like whether it's, I need to feed my soul on this. And I want to, you know, the way that I'm going to do that is raising money for this thing that I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, being clear-headed enough to look at that and say, okay, fine. So I'm going to raise this money for here, but am I also paying myself appropriately? Yeah. Yeah. There are so many different pieces to that puzzle. One of the other things I just wanted to raise, because we I sort of feel like the finances piece is kind of the obvious example of like, look at it in black and white, but I see a lot of people kind of banging their heads against certain walls that they feel like, you know, I should offer canvas prints because people want, you know, they think people want, but they hate them. Like get rid of that. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's, it's funny For some reason, and and I'm sure that this expands beyond the photography industry into all kinds of small businesses, but especially newer photographers, they go in and they think, I have to have this box of a business because everybody else does the same thing within the box, right? Like this is the cookie cutter version of being a family photographer or a wedding photographer. So I have to do these things. But here's the deal. Like you're the entrepreneur, you're the CEO, you're the business owner. You can make it whatever you want, right? You can offer whatever you want. You can set your policies. However you want. You can set your schedule. However you want. I mean, you're in control and if everything you need to love your business, there shouldn't be sure there's gonna be parts that you don't enjoy that you can outsource or whatever. But you need to love it at its core. And if there's some if you're offering something you don't like or shooting a type of session that you don't like or working with a type of client that you don't like, like you're in control of those things. You don't have
0: to do those things. Right. And it can change over time. Yeah. You know, yes. there are, I think that it's important, consistency is important and can being, you know, it's one of those things that requires time to build trust over a period of time showing up as a certain kind of service provider. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, not to say you should just like bounce all over the place with different ideas, but you know, as you're doing that annual planning, or as you're looking at your months and you're like, you know what I really hate is shooting sessions between the months of right. April and what I, I mean, you know, whatever right. the case may be that you can steer the ship mm-hmm. over time. And that if you don't, this the ship will steer you, like you will yes. end up somewhere you don't Necessarily yes. want to
1: be 100%. Yeah, that's why it's so important to stay on top of your business mm-hmm. because, again, you're in control. And if you don't like where it's going, like go a different direction. Right. But when you don't have intention and planning involved, you can't steer it right. Right. You have to know it's like a map, you have to know where your point A is, where your starting point is, and you have to know where you want to go so that you can figure out how to get there. Yeah. Um, and so many will stop and think, okay, I'm going to review my numbers and they do it once and then they don't do it again, or I'm going to set goals for this. And then they keep charging towards their goals and without stopping to realize they actually don't want that anymore. And yeah. it's okay to pivot. Yeah. You know, and making a plan for how you're going to pivot, that's okay. I've had so many studio photographers come to me over the years wanting me to teach them how they can get into lifestyle photography, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a big pivot in business. And, It's not that hard. Like they just, they have created this story and overcomplicated it. And when you break it down and you set some intention and some strategy with your marketing and all of this, it's really not that hard of a pivot. You can do it. And they sat on this decision for years and just kept doing the studio life, even though they weren't loving it anymore, Mm -hmm. when they could have made intentional changes years ago and been loving their business. Because they were afraid to pivot,
0: you know? So if somebody is listening right now and they are like, yep, you are describing me. I am just sort of like hanging on by my fingertips to try and like keep on with this business. But it doesn't feel like it's working and I feel out of control. I don't know where I'm going. I don't really know where I am. Like, what are some practical, you know, okay, great. I want you to do this X, Y, and Z. So
1: I think the first thing is to be honest with yourself and make a brain dump list of what is not working. Mm-hmm. Even if it scares you, you know, even if it's, you don't like shooting weddings anymore, but that's your big money maker. like right. put it on paper. Even right. if it sounds scary, do a brain dump of, you know, you don't like what your schedule looks like right now. You're missing out on everything with your kids. Mm-hmm. You don't like the sessions you're shooting. You don't like the clients. You don't think you're making enough money. Brain dump every problem, every negative thing. And then you're going to start looking line by line and brainstorming how you can change that Mm -hmm. because everything is changeable. Like you can modify everything and it, depending on, you know, what your goals are and how many negative things there are, there may be a lot of work to be done, but you just one line item at a time. Right, because it's you. It, you can eat the elephant one bite at a time. Yep. <laughs> right. So you just have to work on it. But I think the first thing is just to be honest, and put it on paper. There's so much power about putting something on paper because it takes it out of our head when it's just this floating, vague thing, and it makes it real. Yeah. And when you can have a heart to heart with yourself about like, okay. These are all the things that are not working. It's time to rein it in. I'm going to take control. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of photographers, that looks like asking for help. Mm-hmm. So many people try and do it alone. They try and do all the jobs, all the things. And maybe asking for help is h- hiring a mentor or a business coach. If you have a lot of struggles with the financials, t- sign up to take a really amazing business class. Not like a $29 <laughs> you know, download, yeah. but like a really robust, business finance class. Mm-hmm. If, if they feel stuck creatively, there's a lot of incredible photographers who offer these incredible creative workshops and mentorships. Yep. So, but you have to have a list of what's wrong first, before you know where to
0: reach out for help and what you need to fix. Yeah. And do you have any sort of insights about how to prioritize those things in a particular order? Because sometimes you sit down and you make that list and it's like, okay, going to eat the elephant one bite at a time but do i start at the tail or the trunk (laughs)
1: yeah so i think there's two ways to go about it and it's going to depend on what the list is and what's on it i do think there's something huge to be said about starting with quick wins so if there is something on the list that is an easy fix yeah like a type of offering you have that you hate that you can just take off Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and stop offering like That's a quick win. Get on your website, take the offering off, take it out of any kind of pricing guide you have and you are done. Check, move on, right? So I think the quick wins are really good. But if there is something on the list that is glaringly the biggest problem that needs addressing first even if it takes a little bit of time, then you need to start there. Like if it is really the core problem, whether it be your schedule or your prices or something like that, then you can attack that item first.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. This is so, so valuable. I feel like (laughs) that I podcast, I don't even know when podcasts started, but I don't either. If I had I know that I wasn't listening to podcasts when I started my business, but if I had been, and I had had that kind of, you know, just this insight, it's so, so valuable. And I, you know, that's not to say that that's only valuable when you're at the beginning, like these are things that we have to, one of the things about being the CEO and also usually the only person in your business is that you have to remind yourself. Oh yes. It is so easy to get tunnel vision Because we're, you know, busy and there's people expecting things of you and all that sort of stuff. You really do have to plan like, okay, I'm going to take this weekend is going to be, you know, my partner's out of town with the kids or whatever. And I'm going to sit down and like, think about my business Oh my gosh. The yes. This plan time for. Yeah. So I,
1: last year I did this for the first time and now it will be like a semi-annual priority for me, but I treated myself to a hotel weekend mm-hmm. in my same city. So yep. like I didn't travel anywhere. I just drove down the street and yep. I checked into a hotel like Friday to Monday morning. So I left at like seven o'clock on a Monday morning. So I could still get kids to school. So I had the full weekend yep. and I brought like all the notebooks, all the calendars, all the things. And I literally just laid it all out on the bed. And I was like, okay, I'm planning for my year. I'm planning quarter by quarter. I'm planning finance goals. I'm planning course goals. I just mapped out all the things. And first of all, it was so freeing. And I was able to breathe just knowing that like, I just put my hands in every part of my business was such a gift to myself, but also knowing that having the confidence and knowing that just because I planned for an entire year doesn't mean that plans can't change. Yeah. Right. Like it gives me intention for the beginning of the year, but I also have the confidence knowing that come June, if my heart is in a different place or if things, something has changed in my personal life, I can reevaluate because those plans are already in place. So it's very Mm -hmm. easy for me to look at the you know, marketing opportunities I'm going to have in July and say, you know what, those don't feel right anymore. I'm going to change those. readjust. So planning is so important. And I constantly tell people set reminders on your phone. Yeah. Like literally set reminders on your phone for every month or at a bare minimum every other month, Mm -hmm. just to do a quick, not a deep dive, just a quick, like, are your goals still, do they still feel right to you? Does your business feel good personally? Like, are you, are you still rocking and rolling or are you overwhelmed? Do you need to back off just to do a quick reevaluate to make sure that you are still tracking the way you thought you were going to for the year?
0: Yeah, totally. I feel like that is it's just what has to be done. But I, do, I agree with you that like scheduling it and putting it uh, reminders on your phone or if you use, you know, Asana or something like that, like mm-hmm. scheduling the check-in is just as important.
1: Yeah, and so, and it's not just the, the check-in of the financials, but, you know, keeping your mindset in check because it is very easy to put your planner CEO hat on in January, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. that's where everybody's mind yeah. goes. And then, you know, maybe, maybe the whole month of January is quiet and calm. And then here comes the year, right? Spring and yeah. mother's day and summer and fall and all that. And it's very easy to not, not put your CEO hat back on. And mm-hmm. I, in my own business, I like to have what's called a CEO day mm-hmm. once a week. And that's where my hands are in like the businessy things. I don't mm-hmm. edit. I don't shoot. I don't content create. I am. i checking to see what invoices are due. I am responding to all the emails I'm scheduling. I'm doing those kinds of business things. And that's where I can have touch points about financially. What's my month looking like? Am I on track with my marketing calendar? Just kind of literally wearing the CEO hat for a day. And that keeps me in the right mindset. That keeps me staying in my business, not just working on my business. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like having a boss, which is what like photographers struggle with, what entrepreneurs struggle with. They don't have a boss that's saying, Hey, I need that report. That's due on Monday mornings. Right. Um, the boss that's like, Hey, you're working towards this goal. And then you get a promotion, you get a raise, you know? And so that is, that's keeping yourself in check. That's making sure that you're tracking and staying in your business.
0: So. I think it's brilliant that your class is called the organized photographer (laughs) because what you're describing, you know, it, it requires a mindset and it also requires some like organization because Mm -hmm. as your own boss, nobody else, as much as they're not sitting there being like, hey, you're going to get a raise if you accomplish this goal. They're also not like, hey, where the hell is that report that you were supposed to? (laughs) Right, right. So you have to, you really do have to be accountable to yourself on that. Right. So tell me a little bit more. I know that your course is in progress right now. It's not Mm -hmm. available, but what, Mm -hmm. you know, when is that going to be available and where can people find out more about it?
1: Yes. Yeah, so it will launch again in April, mid-April mm-hmm. of 2021. And it is, again, it's a seven-week course and you can, on my website, uh, if you click on the top where it says education and there's a whole page of all things I offer, but there is a waitlist section where you can click about it and get on the waitlist so that you'll be notified when it opens back up for enrollment.
0: Awesome. And of course I will have that linked in the show notes just in case anybody Thanks. doesn't know how to spell Gebhardt, which has, yeah, it is e- not easy. E-T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And what about, so it's Sabrina and I think it's slash education for your, the education I think so. Yeah. things Right. And then yeah. what about your Instagram?
1: Yeah. Instagram is a mouthful. It is Sabrina Gebhardt photography. Mm-hmm. And I'm super duper active there. I do yep. live Q and A's like once or twice a week. If you catch those and I'm like super hot and heavy in the DMS, people reach out and ask all <laughs> kinds of questions. And I am, I tell people all the time, I am an open book. So yeah. you have a question, reach out. I would love to help you out.
0: Excellent. Ah, oh, Sabrina, this is such good stuff. Well, I'm excited. I feel like you will, this may be the first time you're on the podcast, but it will not be the last because you have <laughs> so much good stuff to offer, but thank you so much for coming on. And, and yeah, I will be talking to you. What is today? Yeah. On Monday. <laughs> I know in just a few days <laughs> for our weekly accountability meeting. So Yay. I not miss you too much, but wonderful. Well, have a great day and I nice. will talk to you soon. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode of this can't be that hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscantbethathard.com learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.